welcome to Streaming with a Purpose. I am your host, Sylvia Montgomery, and I welcome you to today's episode. So y'all, once a week, we come at you with some good, wholesome information that's going to grow your spirit, grow your mind, and your soul. We're giving you some tender nuggets that's going to take you through the week. So sit back and allow us about 20 minutes of your time and you will be blessed. Now, at Streaming with a Purpose, we believe that multiple streams of income is key. It's important to have income streams from different sources. That could mean multiple jobs, but we want to see you flourishing in your purpose. And if you could live your purpose and also earn income from it, would that even seem like work? So often, people are not living in their purpose because they don't have the time. They don't have the time because they're busy working. Well, why not make your work your purpose? So on Streaming with a Purpose, we talk to entrepreneurs who have been successful in earning a good living while living their purpose, or at least using their purpose as an additional stream of income. Now, it's not always easy to do. In fact, many of us don't even know how to get started. And that's why we're here to help you get up and going. We start off our show letting you know what's happening in the Sims community. Then we provide you with a little inspiration and motivation for your day. And then we'll have our special guests to come and share some wisdom with you about what they did to be able to be successful streaming additional income from their purpose. All right. Well, what is happening in the Sims community, y'all? Well, first of all, I want you to come learn key business concepts from some of the best business experts on how to build and sustain a profitable business. And this is taking place November 11th through November 13th. That actually is this week. It is a three-day summit. Um, the Purpose to Prosperity Summit is just going to be an opportunity for you to grow your business. Um, you're going to get some funding secrets. You're going to be able to practice your pitch. You're going to be able to develop your business, do financial. You're going to learn some financial management and you're going to learn the power of media and social media. Um, it's just going to be an enriching experience for you as an entrepreneur to learn your business and to grow your business and to just have that motivation to want to keep growing your business. So that is the P2P Summit Purpose to Prosperity that is taking place November 11th through the 13th. And this is taking place virtually. So you want to go to ptpsummit.com to register. Okay. And also, um, you know, your life purpose uh, is just so important. Purpose is the reason for which something exists or is done, is made or used. Your life purpose consists of the central motivating aims of your life. Your life purpose is the reason why you get up in the morning, okay? So purpose can guide our life decisions. 
It can influence our behavior. It can shape our goals and it can offer a sense of direction and create meaning in your life. Now, if you feel that your life has no meaning, it's because you've yet to uncover your purpose. An introvert's guide to finding purpose is geared to help you dissect your life and uncover your specific assignment and will leave you with goals toward fulfilling that assignment. So you should check out my course, An Introvert's Guide to Finding Purpose, and uh, check that out. It's actually going to take place starting January 25th. The registration will be open on Black Friday weekend. So you want to check that out because a life without purpose is an unfulfilled life. And no one wants to go through life feeling unfulfilled. Um, Our life is short, believe it or not. It's really a short time period. And within that short time period, I believe there are there is so much that's expected of us the expectations are high and when i think of those of us who are not meeting those expectations and i'm literally talking about myself as well how i've already lived my life um and most of that life not even touching on what has been expected of me um so the time has come for our to start really uncovering our purpose and knowing what that purpose is. So an introvert's guide to finding purpose is just that. Check out my course. Um, you want to come along and be a part of that. And you can register for that at um, simsps1.com, www.simsps1.com and click into my purpose course for that. Okay, now that is what's happening in the Sims community right now. So I also want to just leave you with a little inspiration for the day. Let me see what that inspiration for the day is going to be. Um, here it is. So life is full of blessings that we do take for granted. You realize that, right? Life is full of blessings that we take for granted. Just the fact that we wake up. Sometimes we don't realize how blessed we are to have woken up. Um, the fact that for those of us who still do have our limbs, our arms, our legs, and are able to use them to their full potential, um, sometimes we take that for granted. There are so many people who cannot do the things that many of us can do, yet we complain about, yes, we have arthritis and arthritis comes in and sometimes it causes us to not be able to do certain things we might would like to do, but we still have those limbs, right? So life is full of blessings that we sometimes take for granted, yet we so often dwell on what we do not have. So let's try to be thankful and grateful for what we have. Let's be grateful for the little things. Yes, for those of us that have kids, no, they don't always do what we would want them to do. Um, they go out and they do the exact opposite sometimes of what we actually teach them over life's course. But they're still living. They're still breathing. You know, let's look at the blessings. Let's look at what we have. And let's concentrate on that. Thank God for it. Be grateful for it. God is just so good. And on that note, 
I am going to uh, share who our guest is this morning. Today, we're going to be talking to Beth Griffith. Beth is just an awesome person who has um, who is doing something in life that many of us don't talk about. We're going to be talking about the renewable energy industry, and we're going to be looking at how that even impacts um, our community of color. So join us. Here we are with our talk with Beth Griffith. Beth, you know, I was reading, looking over your resume and, you know, it really looks very, very interesting. I see you have some, um, a lot of history working in the nonprofit um, organizations and your history seems to be around renewable, in the, uh, the renewable energy industry. And then you are an internationally certified green infrastructure practitioner, which is really new to me. So I um, just want to start off. Can you just Please share a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do. Well, my name is Beth and what I do now is what I'm what gives me so much passion is I am a certified green infrastructure practitioner which is basically um if you know about green roofs or permeable pavement, like you might have seen something on the news where you see these companies or these buildings and they have plants growing out of the roof. Um, mm -hmm. So those are the types of things that I do. Um, inspections of those green roofs, blue roofs. And um, also there's also something called gray infrastructure too. And that's a lot of times how runoff water is handled from storms. And I actually have been in the ind energy industry for seven years and I added renewables to my portfolio about two years and two months ago. A very good friend of mine who was also a black woman and she's in the renewable energy industry. She got me involved and I just fell in love with it, mm. you know, because, okay. yes. Well, that is very interesting. And that's probably a field where we don't see many of us. Definitely. I remember before COVID, I would go to renewable events. And I remember the last one I went to, there were three people of color and one of them was a politician. So it's just myself and another brother in a room of about 200 people. Mm -hmm. And I have decided to change that. I'm also mm -hmm. in the process of getting certified as a green infrastructure practitioner instructor. And I'm also in the process of getting my LEED certification in building design and construction as an advanced practitioner as well, because I want there to be more people that look like us when we walk into the room for us to start our own companies in this industry. And if people are paying attention to the news, they know that's what you know is being debated right now, an mm -hmm. infrastructure bill. And we really wanna make sure that we're able to get our piece of the pie when mm -hmm. it comes to government contracts as well. 
Wow. Well, that sounds very interesting. And I'm so glad that you are in the mix in all of this that's going on. It is a big um, uh, topic of conversation these days. So, um, Beth, can you tell us how what you do translates to living your purpose? What I could tell you is I'm also a parent. My daughter was diagnosed with asthma and a lot of allergies at an early age. And I'm from the Boston area. And even though I live in the suburbs, my child was still diagnosed with asthma. And a lot of urban areas, children of color are disproportionately affected by asthma because there's not enough green spaces or there are abandoned lots where ragweed and all type of you know, agitators and pollens are produced. Um, there's more pollution from cars going through the cities. And so um, that's another reason why I became interested in renewables from my daughter coming home saying, mom, we have to recycle, you know, the school teaching her that, and to just try to make a change and create green spaces mm -hmm. for people in our communities. I, you know, that really affected me. And my daughter, she's one of my whys of why I got involved as well. Mm-hmm. Mm, well, you know, and our children change our, our thought pattern and um, the direction we go and how we feel about things. Once we have them, you know, they're just precious little things and they are looking at us to not only take care of them, but to show them the way and to pave the way for them. And so, you know, we put a lot of thought into what we do because of them. And so, you know, kudos to you for um, just understanding how important uh, this type of, of is because a lot of us don't pay attention to those types of things. We just sort of take it with a grain of salt and just say, oh, well, that's life. But here you are, you are taking this um, issue, this concern and trying to figure out a way to fix it, to make it better for your own home for your own household and it looks like you also you know do that as you go out and you talk to other women um about these issues and um you you seem to do a lot of speaking around this as well i haven't done as many speaking engagements on green infrastructure i've done speaking uh -huh. and trainings about entrepreneurship uh, uh, and mm -hmm. how um, people can turn, I call it, turn your hobby into a hustle and then into a legitimate business. And um, what I'm also doing right now, also the executive director of an organization called the Boston Independent Drivers Guild. And we have over 220,000 rideshare drivers in Massachusetts. And we are um, fighting. We've joined with the AFL-CIO, the Machinists, and um, IDG. Those are unions and a lot of other nonprofit organizations to fight against a Prop 22 question that affected California. Now they're trying to bring it to Massachusetts. And 60 to 70% of our rideshare drivers 
are black, brown, and immigrant. And so they are trying to permanently create an underclass of workers. And this just isn't going to affect people just in the ride share, the Uber Lyft industry. They're trying to do this with nurses. They're starting to do this with mechanics, with teachers. They're trying to Uberize everything and what I call a corporate race to the bottom for most of our workers. So right now I'm doing a lot of um, interviews with the media and speaking out about that because in the beginning, Uber and Lyft was how I was able to bootstrap my business and my company by making that extra money. And when I started out, the compensation was really good. And so that's what I'm really focused on right now. And probably when the kids come back to school in September, I'll be talking about um, more of the green infrastructure and helping out with projects in the community. Okay, it sounds um, sounds like you are really community-based driven and um, that's really a good thing. And what I'm hearing, uh, your concerns, you know, it's just about everyone. You know, it's not just about you and your household, but concerned about your community overall and you're concerned about other people of color in your community. So, um, and I know, you know, I just want to throw this out there. I mean, have you ever thought about being a representative for your community in a, in more of a um, um, political uh, arena, more of a political fashion to be that I voice? Have been, I have been asked that before. People have asked me why I don't run for office. Like I'm right next door to Boston. Um, and I live in a town called Dedham. I had moved here for the schools. Um, so I would love to be involved in something like that. But at this time, probably not right now. I am happy to be a servant leader and an activist where I'm at, where mm -hmm. I'm at right now. Um, I don't, I would definitely say I would probably look into it into the future, though, um, because a lot of people have asked me, why don't I run for office? And with the whole green factor being such a big uh, topic, uh, a political issue as well, um, you know, again, just knowing that um, just having someone out there of color in the mix and with the knowledge and know how, you know, to address these types of issues. Um, is is just an awesome blessing and it's a gift in itself. So, um, you know, I, of course you always allow God to direct you in the path that he wants you to go, but um, we continue to um, just see great things in your future, just from what I'm hearing already. So um, Beth, can you describe some of the challenges and, um, and struggles along the way and, and how you've overcome them? Well, one of the biggest challenges that I faced is I have been diagnosed with depression. Most of the time I'm able to be high functioning, but during COVID I was, you know, diagnosed with major depressive disorder. So as someone 
that is living with, you know, this, you know, living with depression on a daily basis, I would have to say that's been one of my biggest struggles being productive um, when I'm down. And I really overcame them by being able to recognize the signs and symptoms. And when I needed therapy to go and request therapy, and I'm in therapy right now, I would have to say that was one of my biggest challenges to overcome. And, you know, I, that also holds a, um, a special place in my heart because mental illness is very stigmatized in mm-hmm. communities of color. And I'm very open about it because I hope my story will help someone not be embarrassed and go, you know, go for help. I was able to help a relative that I was trying to get to go see someone for years. And I said, you can even, you know, get treatment from your own home. You don't even have to go to the office. You know, there's so many resources out Mm -hmm. here available for people. And then I would have to say the second biggest challenge has been the good old boys club. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, basically white males and, you know, how do you get access to that? And what I've done is um, I've joined, um, I do a lot of networking. I run networking events. I go to a lot of networking events. I joined an organization called BNI Business Networking International to grow my network. And they specifically our referral and relationship-based organization. And I also got my company certified as a minority veteran and business-owned enterprise as well, too, because they have a certain percentage of set-asides for MBEs, minority business enterprises, that they have to give contracts to. And so those are some of the things that I've had to overcome. And maybe sometimes some imposter syndrome too, maybe. Mm-hmm. So you have, um, you know, your challenges are real. Um, you know, mental illness an issue. And it's such a stigma thing. People don't like talking about it. And, you know, we put ourselves out there all over social media as if life is just perfect. Well, we all know life is never perfect. Um, You know, there's always challenges. There's always struggles. There's always things that are going to come up in life. Um, So we only see all the great things that's going on in people's lives. But, you know, deep down inside, you know, we're all going through our own little um, issues. And we tend to make uh, something like the mental illness Um, just a deep rooted secret and we don't want to talk about it. But the fact that you are opening up and talking about it will hopefully help others um, who are also dealing with it because it's real to also want to talk about it. And I know that uh, the pandemic has probably, um, you know, I'm sure it brought out, brought that out a lot more. Um, People probably suffered a lot more with depression than, um, than maybe in the past, because it was a very dark period 
for us um, as a whole. Um, things just didn't seem right, didn't feel right. We didn't know when things would get back right. And uh, we were going through, we were stuck at home and it's a good thing. So um, I'm sure there are so many other people out there who could definitely hear uh, your story and, you know, just get some encouragement from how you've been able to get the help that you needed, but you got to recognize that you need it. And a lot of people don't. Um, so, um, you know, uh, shout out to you for recognizing it and then for dealing with it and not just suffering through it. Um, so that's one thing. And then that old good old boy system, you know, that good old boys club, that's a, another thing. Uh, it's not always easy. I've been in that environment as well. And um, to be a woman and I, a black woman at that, a woman of color at that, you know, it's just um, even harder. But you, you know, you sound like you're not only, you have found um, what it is you needed to do in order to be taken seriously in this profession and to be respected in this arena. So, um, you know, you haven't backed down. Networking events, you know, that's always been something I would just like shy away from or only tend to if I absolutely had to. Um, but you seem to, you know, you just face it head on and like where they at, <laughs> I'm coming. So, and, and I think that, um, you know, again, that speaks to your personality and your tenacity as, um, you know, just someone who is a defender of the people and an advocate people, um, you know, who wants to be there for people. So, you know, I think it's great um, how you've been able to work through the challenges um, and the struggles that have come your way. Now, if there was anything that you could do differently to fill this path, what would it be? I would have probably taken the risk a lot sooner, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like I had a five-year plan and it kind of, I think, was about five years and seven or eight months because you know, I implemented my five-year plan earlier. I wish I had the courage to implement it sooner, but I didn't realize that a lot of the things I wanted to do, I didn't need an associate's degree or a bachelor's degree to do, and how I all I needed was certifications. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the only thing that I wish that I knew I had more knowledge about it. However, I can say once I learned, once I learned about other things out there where you can be successful and make a good income and not have to go to college, I, you know, I took, I started to take, you know, they say the journey begins with a single step. So mm -hmm. I started to do that. Um, and not listen to the naysayers, I would say, as well, too. Um, who quits their job? Who quits their job? I think we've been so programmed that we have to work for someone or mm. a job is the only way or means to do something, mm -hmm. you know? So I would say just take that leap of faith, have a plan, and 
honestly, I could say another thing. I would have sought out a mentor sooner rather than mm-hmm. later. Oh, well, that is um, really good advice. Um, starting earlier, um, sometimes we um, we just overthink things, and um, we find out in the end. Sometimes later on, and I mean like years later, and I'm speaking of myself, that um, all it took was this. <laughs> you know, had I just like you said made that move. Um, or done the research, then, you know, we would find out that, oh, it didn't even take all of that. You know, I, I can do this, this, and this and, and get it done. Um, so, yeah, just making that first step, taking that first step to, toward moving and doing something and then doing something different. And, you know, there are a lot of naysayers out there who would say, oh, well, why would we do that? Or, you know, who does that because we sort of stepped out of the um, stepped off the path of normalcy in their eyes. So we're doing something a little different, but that's okay too, because not everyone does have, has the same path. Not everyone has the same goals. Not everyone has the same gifts and passions. So, you know, in following our passion, um, it doesn't always have to be someone else. And that's what this podcast is all about. It's about following your passion to see where it might take you. And um, it doesn't always take you to uh, working for someone else. Sometimes it takes you for working for yourself. And um, if that's the case, then, you know, hey, we got to do what we got to do. But, um, you know, starting out early and what one piece of wisdom would you share with someone who had the same passion as you and felt like their purpose could possibly be similar to yours? I would say write down your goals and write down, um, write down smart goals. Um, I don't know if, you know, but write down your goals, your timeline and the steps you have to um, achieve those goals and seek out a mentor in the industry that you want to get into or the business that you want to get into, you know, so SMART stands for specific, measurable, achievable, oh my goodness, relevant, and time-based. So Mm -hmm. I really think that that's really important. And if, if a wrench is thrown into your plan or there's roadblocks or bumps along the way, you know, just learn, what can I do? This happened. What can I do to fix this problem? Or how do I take a detour? Or what can I do to rectify this and still accomplish my goals? And so that is what I would say would be very helpful. There's also, depending on the state or the city you live in, I'm lucky to live in Massachusetts. Some people call it Taxachusetts. However, they the taxes aren't even that high. Mm-hmm. And 
they are one of the top states for business and innovation. There's a lot of resources. Um, SCORE is a great resource. And mm -hmm. the Small Business Administration is a great resource as well. And there are a lot of organizations, nonprofit and quasi-government organizations that are here um, that can help you. Another organization that I'm a part of, and to me it's more than an organization, it's like a family, honestly, is Black Girl Ventures. Mm -hmm. And they help Black and Brown founders with their businesses, access to capital, classes, and workshops to grow their business, build their vision, and um, to procure funding and support, technical support, all types of things for their businesses. Okay, so goals, smart goals, and yeah. a mentor. So, you know, if you don't know where it is you're trying to go or what it is you're trying to achieve, you never know if you have actually got there because you haven't specified what your goals are. So that is very important, knowing specifically what it is you're trying to do and the timeline that you want to accomplish that. So um, that's very good advice. And just having that person to, um, and even on our jobs, you know, a lot of jobs even have like some type of mentor-mentee program. So even if not, we're not working in our passion, if there's an opportunity to even get a mentor through that route, you know, a mentor is someone who, you know, wants to work with you, sit down and talk with you and help you to achieve whatever those goals are. So, um, you know, that's, you know, where it can happen. That's fine. But if you're able to find someone in that industry of where you would, that's even better. So, um, and Black Girl Ventures. So, um, not familiar with that. Also, check that out myself. So, thank you for that. Uh, appreciate that. Are there any other tidbits that you'd like to share about purpose, Beth? I would say just don't second guess yourself, believe in yourself. And sometimes your purpose changes with life experiences or mm. the experiences of others. And that's okay as well too. So I know mine has changed and mm -hmm. I've shifted um, where I wanted to go. And so that's all I can say. Just mm -hmm. keep the, you know, keep the faith. And mm -hmm. even if you don't know what your purpose is yet, you will, you really will eventually that's another thing I have to say. Goals could change or a purpose could change down the road. So, you know, I think that's very interesting to hear because, you know, what happens once we do reach that goal that we've written out and that plan that we've set for ourselves in the time frame? So we've gotten there and then what? So we need new goals. <laughs> so we need new things to work up. You know, I was once told that if you're not, you know, if you've got not excited about getting up in the morning, then you may not have enough goals. So, you know, be thinking beyond that. And, you know, don't, this is it. I've reached my, you know, I've reached my destination. This is as far as I can go because, I mean, you still have a whole life to live. So 
um, be willing to even enhance and advance, you know, take, take in anything that you do in life, because I, you know, I'm just, I'm just a true believer that, you know, God is always wanting to take us to that next level, whatever that next level. And again, if we don't move though, if we just stay content and even though we know we've reached that goal, so now what? And we just sort of sit there, we will never get to the next level. So always be thinking, you know, what is next for me? Um, as well as we venture out on our journey. So um, really appreciate um, all of your, your your advice, all of the information, the resources that you shared with us today, Beth. How can someone who feels a sense of familiarity with what you're doing get in touch with you if they have questions? Sure. Um, my business phone number is one eight five seven two four six eight seven three three. So please feel free to text or call. And my email address is Beth B E T H then the at sign renewable renegades dot com, which is R E N E W A B L E R E N E G A D E S dot com. And I'm also on LinkedIn, my company, um, LinkedIn slash Renewable Renegades. And it's also, if you find me on Instagram, and that's basically it. You know, I'm always looking to you know, get in touch and connect with people. Okay. Thank you, Beth. Really appreciate that. And we'll also have that information up on our website. So um, follow along and um, get in touch with Beth. So thank you again, Beth, for uh, being on the podcast show today. Um, I look forward to seeing your journey and just where your next level is as you continue your path. Thank you. You as well. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast, Sylvia. And you look are forward so to supporting you and your goals as well, too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. You too. You have just heard from Beth Griffith. I want to thank Beth again for being on our show today. Join us next week when our guest will be Eleanor Ward. Until then, bye-bye. <laughs>